Yes, indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like if you don't know what introspection is, perhaps you need to take a long, hard look at yourself. Hi, America. <laughs> Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and tv shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment we will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious strange supernatural unusual bizarre and just plain weird i love having that pause there it turns me on <laughs> If you've just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. Wow. If you've just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests. Somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting, for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming, and I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce our guests... Firstly, the mysterious and evanescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather realized this week that laughter is the best medicine though it tends not to work in the case of impotence. Welcome to the show, Heather. <laughs> I also wish to introduce that mad and crazy Michelle Corey. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Recently in court, Michelle was found guilty of being egotistical, although she says she's appealing. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank oh you, I think. Oh <laughs> this is Series 2, Episode 82. 82 is an honest and clean living number. You would want him on a jury for a court case. 82 is the atomic number of lead. Lead, of course, in the periodic table is plumbinium, which is where plumbers get their name. 
Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> Why is that funny? Plumbinium. Plumbinium. Is there a crack in it? Sounds like, oh. wow. Sounds like a disease from the 18th century. You had scurvy, berry, berry, plumbinium. My oh. grandmother had a terrible case of plumbinium. Couldn't walk for days, the poor woman. Alfred Hitchcock <laughs> once wrote, television, like the invention of indoor plumbing, it didn't change people's habits. It just kept them inside the house. It's quite a nice quote, isn't it? Did you know the busiest day for a plumber is the day after Thanksgiving? That Th- makes that's sense. That's true. Mm-hmm. I believe in the trade they call it Brown Friday. Oh, <laughs> no. 82 is the international dialing code of South Korea. What do you call a Korean woman with one leg? Irene. Oh. I love this show. Oh, I love God. this show. 82 is the number of games a Major League Baseball team must win to secure a winning season. I know nothing about baseball. I had to look that up. I thought a Los Angeles Dodger was OJ Simpson. I know nothing. I know nothing of baseball. People have told me, people have told me they like the fall because they have the chance to sit at home and watch the World Series on TV, just like the Twins. See, I'm learning. (laughs) This is part of my citizenship test. I have to learn how to sing the first five lines of Sesame Street. I need to learn how to light a grill. I need to learn how to jumpstart a car in cold weather. And I'm in, apparently. That's how you get into the country. I love our mailbag. Each week, I love reading out your letters and your posts on Facebook. Mary in Pennsylvania has posted, I love catching up on the shows. Michelle is doing great. Thank you. I feel bad for her for the time you guys made her vomit. (laughs) Thank you. I don't. (laughs) She said, I feel her pain. Well, we may have another moment like that very shortly, Mary. So something is imminent, I will say. And happy birthday to Mary and to her dad, David. Thank you for listening to the show. Alva has written, I am learning English. Bloody good show, smashing. I tell all my mates to listen to MQTA, pip pip, cheerio. Let's all take the lorry down to the loo and get a pint of kippers. (laughs) Well, okay. I'm not sure. (laughs) Where where is he learning his Britishisms from? What is Rosetta Stone British? (laughs) I don't know. I hope not. That translates as let's all take a semi down to the restroom and get a glass of smoked fish. Excellent. Yummy. Scott in Minnesota has posted, you guys need a round where Heather does a foreign accent and you guys try and guess them. (laughs) I love that. For points. I love it. Scott, we've been trying for three years (laughs) without success. I'm not sure any points would ever be given. (laughs) I'm almost convinced. Logan in Pennsylvania has written, I cannot explain how much I love you guys. I discovered your show on TalkStream Live one day at work. It's the absolute best talk show I have ever listened to. Your stories are so interesting. Happy Halloweenus. Halloweenus. That's Logan in Pennsylvania. (laughs) Many, many thanks for that. Finally, Anthony in Queensland, Australia said, I love your show. I always get a laugh if you wish to listen to our show it's available 
in many, many archives on soundcloud.com. If you type in MQTA radio, all of our shows over the last three years will be there for you. Plus last week's show, we archive the shows that we do live on Dark Matter Radio from eight o'clock central time. And they're posted on there a week after the event. You can find us on TuneIn, iTunes and Stitcher Radio. We also have a YouTube account if you go to more questions and answers with Adrian Lee on YouTube. I have read three chapters of my book, How to Be a Christian Psychic, What the Bible Says About Mediums, Healers and Paranormal Investigators. And there's three chapters for free read on YouTube on healing, meditation and stones and crystals. On Twitter, we have an account if you go to Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips that's tips for the international paranormal society we have eighty-five thousand followers from all over the world on there 190 countries listen to this show 100,000 listeners a week that's remarkable going all over the world thank you wherever you are mm-hmm. listening in the world many many thanks martin our regular listener in new york has posted reading mysterious minnesota pleasantly surprised more than ghosts there is architecture and history brilliantly written well done chip chip cheerio everyone's at it aren't they everyone's trying 1945 war film english why not think about mary poppins god blimey mary poppins (laughs) i'm thinking that sounds like war films of the 1940s it's a bit oh no ginger's bought it look out jerry at three (laughs) o'clock this is where we are If you're interested in books for Halloween, if you get into the spooky Halloween spirit, I have some good news. My book, Mysterious Midwest, Unwrapping Urban Legends and Ghostly Tales from the Dead, is now available from today on ebooks. If you go to Amazon, you can get that on Kindle as an ebook as we speak. Today is the first day that's available. So people can now read that particular book if you remember a forward has been written in that book by david ellefson of megadeth so my book is now available if people wish to get that it will be available in a physical copy as well but it takes three weeks to print those so you can get it now on ebooks but if you wish to have a physical copy if you wish to smell the glue on the binding the alcohol in the printing ink the bleach of the paper then you need to wait a couple of weeks but it is available to pre-order in a physical copy as well that's mysterious midwest unwrapping urban legends and ghostly tales from the dead if you're looking for a good halloween read out this week i have to mention as well that several members of my team the international paranormal society do have an event on october the 22nd if you wish to go to viola it's a town in the middle of iowa there is an abandoned haunted school We've investigated this school. We have lots of evidence. It's a very haunted building. If you've always wanted to investigate with professional paranormal investigators, if you've always wanted to use all of the equipment that you see on the TV, all the ghost boxes, the ovulus, everything that you see on the television shows, if you've always wanted to go into an abandoned, haunted building like you see on the TV shows, this is your opportunity. $30 will get you in to that investigation with very, very experienced professional members of my team. That's October the 22nd in Viola in Iowa. If you go to my Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. All of tonight's stories are there. Everyone's posting 
all of those fabulous messages everything's on there for you the stories we couldn't read out video footage lots and lots of exciting things on there for you but that is advertised on that site and you can sign up if you wish to go i suggest you get in there before the tickets all sell out now we went to the Renfest, the renaissance festival yay yes last weekend yeah we all dressed up yeah. it was the last weekend this is a huge site. This is the biggest, and I think the oldest, but I'm happy to be corrected, Renaissance Festival in the whole of America. This is a huge site. It's almost like walking around a Renaissance, late medieval village in England. Mm -hmm. There's shops that are all done up in the period architecture. It's fabulous. There's people dressed up in period costume. Yeah. It's very odd to be walking around and hearing people using a fake a bad fake English <laughs> accent. Imagine walking around a town where there's a hundred thousand people all talking like Austin Powers. People were asking me, what stall I'm on? What are you doing here? What stall are you on? No, I don't work here. This is it. There's no plan B. I like your accent. Well, I'm pleased to hear that. I've been working on it all my life. Did that guy ask you if you're from Australia? Oh, for... <laughs> He did, yes, yes. No, I'm sorry. And then I hit him hard in yes. the face. I hope he's better. If I had a dollar for everyone who'd ask me if I'm Australian, I'd be yeah. very rich indeed. It's like going up to an American, asking if they're Canadian. See how we are with that. But we dressed up. Yes. Miss Morris. Yes. Explain to our listeners what you decided to embrace in terms of fancy dress and costume. I dressed up as Maleficent which had huge horns and a nice staff with a crow mounted on the end of it. You were walking around with a staff, with a crow nailed to the top of the staff. And did it wasn't have... a live crow. No, she <laughs> killed it first, ladies and gentlemen. It was magnificent. It was We found it amazing. on the side of the road, to be honest. I was amazing it, it stayed kill? upright. No. What did you call your crow? Edgar Allan Crow. Edgar Allan Crow. <laughs> That crow got more attention than anyone else. This was an MQTA day out yep. at the Renfest. Yes. Because, Michelle, would you like to interject with your costume? Well, the way I see it, I was a steampunk gypsy. Steampunk <laughs> gypsy. She's creating her own genre. Yes, Did you see yes, that? yes I was. Mm -hmm. Steampunk gypsy. Yes. Stipsy. Yes. <laughs> this is where we need to be. And I think this might be my age showing, but remember that girl that came up to me in the beginning? She's like, you're the perfect Mona Lisa. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yes, that'll be that steampunk <laughs> Mona Lisa that's so famous that Leonardo yeah. da Vinci painted. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I told you you should be smiling more. This is the trouble. There you go. I decided, with my dark, pallid English features, to do Jack Sparrow. I yeah. dressed up yeah. as Jack Sparrow. I did the whole pirate works. I still have black fingernails. Yes. Because Miss Morris said, you can't be Jack Sparrow unless I put makeup on you. Yes, true. So you put eyeliner on. It was fabulous. You it put was. On it was amazing. Mascara. Yes. Sexy. You then painted my nails black. Yep. You then didn't tell me that you had no way of getting that off. Nope. No. <laughs> so a whole week later, I'm still walking around with black fingernails. Yep. I had to go into Menards to get a washer for the washing machine earlier. Yeah. I've got black fingernails. The woman's looking at me as if I'm mental. She thinks I'm getting <laughs> plumbing parts for some sort of dungeon I've built in the basement. Oh, she couldn't have been further from the truth. No. So you're Maleficent. 
Yes. We have Steampunk Gypsy. We've taken a lot of time and effort over our costumes. I am Jack Sparrow. If people wish to see us dressed up for our MQTA day out at the Renfest in Minnesota, pictures are available of that on our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Sarah in Iowa asked who got the most attention. Yeah. I'd say it was Edgar Allan Crowe got the most attention. Only because you want to say that. Go on, what's your opinion? It was me. It was yes. you. I think, ladies and gentlemen, the key is if you want the most attention dressing up at the Renfest, you have to pick a Disney character. And then secondly, you have to get your breasts out. I mean, this is where we are. <laughs> this is what it boils down to. I like the fact we all dressed up. The first person came up to Michelle and said, hey, nice hat. And I was like the most... Random? Yeah. <laughs> She looked like Slash from Guns N' Roses. I did, in a dress. Slash the, in a dress. Slash in a dress. Yeah. Guns N' Roses. All the black hair, the top hat. See yep. where we are. I think probably one of the oddest things that happened to me is there was a lady that said, oh my God, you look amazing. Can I touch your face? She grabbed, <laughs> yeah. When she grabbed your face, I was like, she's going to eat Heather. <laughs> I do feel as if care in the community is letting us down in this state. What if I went up to a woman and said, wow, you've got fantastic breasts. Can I touch them? You did touch one. That is true. I did. Yes. I can't deny it. She was in her 80s, to be fair, but she did offer and I went for it. Yes. Well, she was wearing a full plate armor, too. And she said, this is one of the only times you can get away with this. So I I touched her breastplate is what actually happened. What was your highlight of the entire festival? What would you say? Getting more attention than you. (laughs) It's a sad state of affairs that I'm dressed up as Jack Sparrow and I'm doing a ruddy good job, I might tell you. (laughs) Miss Morris here has her breasts out and gets more attention. This is where we need to be. And horns. With a crow. Well, the horns she didn't put on, I think. (laughs) I let them grow out for Uh, that day. Hellboy, where she grinds them down on a regular basis. Michelle, what was the highlight for you? Well, I had not been to the Renaissance Festival in years. 32. Hey! She was only little, I might add. Yeah. Um, No, I just, I love the vibe of the Renaissance Festival. I just think that it's a lot of just free spirits and everyone's happy and... A lot of free spirits is basically lots of drink and drugs, isn't it, is what you're suggesting. We had a lot of free spirits. Lots of mead. There were some very strange Mm -hmm. and bizarre people. Yes. Wandering around. I love that. It's my favorite. Yeah. The highlight for me is that I went to the Halloween Express and I bought a big bag of plastic pirate gold coins and I filled my pockets with them. Every little kid thought that I was Jack Sparrow, just like kids go up to Santa Claus at Christmas. And, of course, I've got the English accent. So little kids would come up to me and they would say, you're Jack Sparrow. And, of course, I'd play along and I gave them all a small gold coin and told them that was pirate treasure and they needed to go away and bury it. And they went away very happy. Everyone was happy. The parents yeah. were happy. The kids were happy. Yeah. I gave small... It's one of the few occasions you can go up to random children, give them money, <laughs> and actually be deported for moral turpitude. Now, on the way back from the Renaissance Festival, yes. Highway 169, yes. there is allegedly one of the biggest candy stores in the whole of the Midwest. Yes. It is an aircraft hangar full of candy like you would not believe. You could go and walk to one end of this candy store and you'd come back with an accent. Yep. It's in another time zone. Mm -hmm. They brag that they have 
so many sodas in there. They say they have over 150 root beers, different types alone. Uh I believe it. It's remarkable. I've never seen so much sugar, so much candy in all of my life. They had candy from every country and every continent. They had candy in there from Britain that I've not seen for many years. The danger is, of course, that that's all imported. So I'm thinking to myself, wow, they're selling topics. They're selling picnics. They're selling all kinds of wondrous lion bars, starbursts, walnut whips, whispers, arrows, things I grew up with in Britain. And of course, it's two or three dollars a bar because it's all imported. So I think I'll have a couple of those, a few of those. I'll take three of them. And your bill was? $80 worth of chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) But I've been here for eight years and I can't get it, right? No, I know. I'm injecting it intravenously. I'm rubbing chocolate bars into my gums. I'm taking the crumbs from a flake and rubbing it into my gums. This is where we are. Now, they have a section on England. They have a section on Italy. There's German chocolate. Every nation, Dutch chocolate, everything Mm -hmm. you could possibly imagine. Uh They have... Such a selection of sodas there that if you can't find the Coke product, the orange soda, the root beer, the lemonade, I would give up. They have every type of soda available. Now, set in front of me mm-hmm. are two resplendent bottles. Excellent. Oh, boy. We found two sodas. We're going to drink them live on air. Oh We're going to have Michelle vomit for us any second now. Here's my bucket. <laughs> Would you believe I have a soda, a bottle of soda in front of me that is called Ranch Dressing? We have a ranch dressing soda. (laughs) (laughs) And at best, it looks cloudy. Yeah. I'm rubbing the side of this bottle and I'm telling your fortune. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. You're going to meet a tall, dark stranger, be lucky with money and spend three hours in the toilet very shortly. Sat resplendently next to the ranch dressing, like two sisters going on a date on a Friday night. Yes. There is a bottle, innocently looking orange bottle, and it says buffalo wing soda. Oh. In many respects, this is the perfect combination of sodas. We have ranch dressing soda, Uh, and we have buffalo wing soda. Did you know such things existed? No. We need celery stick soda. (laughs) I'm sure that could have been arranged. So here we are. We haven't done this for a few episodes now. I will pop open the ranch dressing soda. You will hear the sounds of the bottle opener as we access the murky looking liquid. I shall pour some into the glass. You're getting the sound of fizzing and carbonated soda being decanted as we speak. I shall pass them across the table in the studio. I shall give one to Miss Morris. Okay, got it. And one to Michelle, who's got her bucket ready. Oh, Let's have a smell. Let's get the bass notes to start with. Oh, Oh, that's bad. That actually smells like someone's feet. Oh, oh, Michelle's starting already. <laughs> Can you wait till you've tried I'm it? I'm sorry, that? it's a smell. Oh, oh, that is that's that's like that's that's someone's feet. feet. It is. <laughs> that's that's my dad's feet. Oh. It smells like bo and feet. Oh. <laughs> I tell you what, that smells like. That's the first gust of warm air when Romeo opens the crypt in Romeo and Juliet. That's dead flesh, is is that? Is this one at a time or what? Yes, we're not all doing it at once. So, Miss Morris, get it down, yeah? Right? 
This is ranch flavored soda. Oh, the face on it. Look at that. Oh, it's kind of, it tastes like crypt dust. Oh. Crypt dust. How on earth? How do you know? What, is that like one of those crystal lights, but it's it, called crypt dust and you it, mix it? Well, it tastes like when you take a ranch packet mm -hmm. and you mix it in with carbonated soda. <laughs> Who would have thought that's what they would have done? Who would have thought? <laughs> I bet they never even considered that, did they? Go on. Then. I think you're remarkably close. I want to see Michelle throwing up and before I is, get going. It is terrible. Does it hang taste. around? Yeah. Oh, it's sticking with you throughout the entire show. It like goes down and then it just stays, comes back several times. Yeah, do it, Michelle. Michelle's psyching herself up <gasps> like she's about to do the 100 meters at the Olympics. Ready? Look at shoot the faces she's pulling. Shoot it. Swish it around and shoot it. There Here we you go. go. Are you ready? I'm sure you've drunk worse things in your life. True. Here we go. Oh, my. She's taken the whole thing down. Oh, no. No. no put That's it back. my carpet. Oh, no. Not on the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. Oh, new girl in the corner throwing up her guts. I feel bad. I'm actually going to try mine. And we now move on. <laughs> Terrible. Michelle, you okay? Oh, no. We may have to stop this show, actually. Should she be going that colour? I'm okay. She's fine. She's good, ladies and gentlemen. She's okay. Oh. Don't worry. Cancel oh. the ambulance. Oh, my. Oh, no. It's coming back again. We told you it stayed with you, didn't we? That I have is... to breathe. Breathe so through it. What are you suggesting that tastes like? Are you, are you, do you want another one? There's no. plenty left. We've got half left. Oh, God. Do you want any more? Mm -mm. How's that? I'm good. Okay. Do you want to describe that to our listeners? Are you... Nope. Okay, she's I'm going to have a, a she's swing. She's in a zen pose right now. <laughs> Just seeing Michelle throwing up makes me feel ill. I don't have to drink it. <laughs> that ain't that bad, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would be worse. I'm crying. I know, I see that. <laughs> um, I was thinking, I don't know if, if listeners in Britain have eaten refreshers and know what refreshers are. They're actually, it, it is very burpy, isn't it? It's coming back on you. It keeps coming back. It tastes like refreshers. It's trying to crawl up. Ugh. They've added a lot of sugar to this, haven't they, to be fair? Let's have another swig of that. It's not no. sugar. Mm. You have to finish it off. Oh, that would be nice with a bit of uh, vodka in that. Not bad, actually. Oh, my right. God. So the ideal... Why would you do that to vodka? The ideal situation now with the ranch dressing, ideally, <sighs> you want buffalo wings with that, don't you? You want yes. ranch dressing and buffalo wings. So we're now going to embrace... Unfortunately, Michelle has back spat into her glass, mm -hmm. so she's going to get a mixture of uh, ranch dressing and her own uh, bile. <laughs> Would you like to uh, pour this into your glass, Miss Morris? Let me lean over. Oh, oh. So our glasses have been... Replenished. Replenished. We now are hitting oh. the buffalo wing soda, because this is a good combination. Ranch dressing and buffalo wing. This is classic, oh. isn't it? It's like bacon and eggs. Miss Morris... The buffalo wing soda, if you please. Oh, no. What it, are you thinking? It tastes a bit plasticky. A bit plasticky. Artificial. Oh, no, I feel... Oh, it's coming no, it's, through, <laughs> is it? It's a little bit spicy now. It's spicy. It's spicy. Oh. But it doesn't taste like chicken. Doesn't taste like chicken. Let it's, me have it's, a... It's like a spicy plastic chip. <laughs> Let's have a swig. Here we go. Now, wait for it. It'll bite you in a minute. Oh, it comes back, doesn't it? It does. That's going to cause me problems later. Oh, yeah, that grabs you by the throat. <laughs> it creeps up on you slowly. Oh, yeah. No. You're sort of 15 seconds in and then it and grabs you it's... and throws you around the room like a pork chop. Yes. 
That's disgusting. That yeah. is one of the most disgusting things. That's like drinking fizzy carbonated water. And adding some Tabasco sauce. That's exactly what it tastes like. Wow, I'm, I'm glad I'm not you, Michelle. You look terrible. Right then, here we go. Things you do on the radio. Just take a baby swig if you don't yeah, think you don't, can don't take it the whole, You drank the whole thing last time, which, you know, in some countries you could get a purple heart for doing less. Oh, no. You, you have not swallowed it yet, have you? No, I can tell. Just swallow it so the pain can start. Yeah, and then it comes back and grabs you. Oh, no. It's not the first time I heard that. <laughs> How was your marriage? <laughs> I'm divorced. <laughs> exactly. What are That's we... awful. It's pretty rough. Oh, and the burn. See, yeah, it's coming you. back. <gasps> now, what if we mix the buffalo soda with the ranch dressing all in no, the same? No, no. Okay, too much. Too much. Oh. oh. Yes, I won't be drinking that for the rest of the show. <laughs> so, if people wish to get themselves buffalo wing soda or ranch dressing... You need to hit the candy store that's on Highway 169 in Jordan, Minnesota. We have a show. We have a round called Ghosts and Hauntings. A woman who was sound asleep got the fright of her life when she was awoken by a ghost in her room. Mm. This incredible video shows that although she was in a peaceful slumber in her bed, all was not quiet in her room. Firstly, the bathroom door opens in the video, seemingly all by itself which is definitely uncommon nocturnal activity. But she has a rude awakening when she feels someone pulling at the bed sheets and she sits bolt upright. The lights switch on and off and she eventually decides to get out of bed. She goes into the bathroom, closing the door tight behind her before getting back into bed. But after more lights flash on and off, she tries to make a call on her mobile phone. The video ends with her staring uncertainly at the bathroom door, back under the covers, but clearly uneasy. The woman is clearly unsettled by the nighttime antics of the ghost. The woman says she has felt an unusual atmosphere in her home for more than a year. And this video shows that there may be something unusual going on. It's not clear where the action is taking place or whether it's been faked. Why would you feel yourself sleeping? Isn't that like paranormal activity? They yeah, feel yeah. that's what I was thinking of. Has anyone ever seen that piece of footage? A guy filmed himself sleeping in bed and he's got a pet cat and he speeded up the footage. He's in bed for about eight hours and it's speeded up. And this cat is literally all over him <laughs> constantly all night. So he stays in one position asleep. And you just see this blur of fur as it's on his head, it's on his back, it's on his legs, it's snuggling under the quilt, it's back on his head again. It's off the bed, it's on the bed, it's off the bed, it's on the bed. It's sitting on his chest. It's clawing at his head. It's back to his feet. It's biting his toes. It's like eight hours of this cat just constantly, constantly attacking and pouring this guy who's asleep. He must have got used to it. That is definitely worth a look. If I can find... That video footage, I oh, will I'd post that. that to oh, our boy. More questions life. than answers with Adrian Lee. But if you wish to see the ghostly shenanigans taking place in this woman's home late at night, you can see that on our Facebook site. I should give myself two points for being informative. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? I've got the Catholic Church exorcists in urgent 
Man. <laughs> There's a lap. Was that an accent trying to get out, or was that no, just no? It's the rant overacting, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. overacting, whatever. A rise in occult and superstitious practices has allegedly brought out a major exorcist shortage, according to Volter Cassioli. A psychologist. Volta. Volta Cassioli. Casseroli. Casseroli. <laughs> a psychologist. Hot pot. Hot pot Casseroli. He was a famous Italian soccer player, I believe. Yes. A psychologist and scientific consultant to the International Association of Exorcists. There has recently been a sharp rise in the number of people dabbling in the occult. Dabble, dabble. The What's lo- dabbling? I'll only I'll only execute you know half a virgin. I'll, I'll only, only put one finger on the planchette. Mm, I'm only going to put I'm one pin in the voodoo doll. I'll yeah. only use half a bucket of salt. I'll yeah. do it when the moon's only half full. There What's you go. dabbling? You well, either in it or you're not. There's no middle ground here, is there? The lack of exorcists is a real emergency. He told Italian newspaper La Stampa. The Stampy, yeah. The number of people who take part in occult and satanic practices, which lead to serious physical, psychological, and spiritual damages, is Hang on, that's the Catholic Church saying that, is it? The number of exorcists has increased in recent years, but there are still not enough to deal with the dramatic situation that affects, above all, young people who use the internet a lot. I see what they're saying. Using the internet. A lot. According Uh to Father Vincent Lampart, who has appeared on the TV show Paranormal Witness, and Father Gary Thomas, an exorcist whose training in Rome was documented in the book The Right, The Making of a Modern Exorcist, the problem is now also prevalent in the United States as well. Much of this, including an increase in the number of people messing around with Ouija boards, has been attributed to the Internet as well as to the diminishing authority of the Catholic Church. We're gaining all sorts of knowledge, but there's still that emptiness within us that is being filled with addictive behavior. I'm saying French Canadian, Michelle. What are you going with? Polynesian. Polynesian, wow. I think you may have won the points. Said Friar Lampert, the decline in faith. Friar Lampert from Polynesia. (laughs) Two points for Michelle. Thank you. The decline in faith goes hand in hand with the rise in evil. <laughs> See, I just think that's learning difficulties now. I don't think that's an accent. <laughs> the interesting thing is that they're suggesting they need more exorcists because yes. they need to banish more demons. Yes. But there's not an infinite supply of demons. This is the problem. Because in Daniel, it says there's tens of thousands of tens and thousands of angels. So it's suggesting there's a hundred thousand angels were created. There's not an infinite number. God made a specific amount. Now a third of those angels became fallen. So we could now suggest that thirty-three thousand angels were fallen and become demonic. Now that was two, three, four thousand years ago. We've been banishing and destroying demons for thousands of years. The Catholic Church themselves say that they banish thousands of demons every year. The guy, Mr. Casseroli, he's actually a famous exorcist. He runs exorcist classes at the Vatican. And he says solely from his office, he reckons he banishes 600 demons a year. There can't be 
that many demons knocking around. If those statistics are in place and all those demons are being banished and destroyed when there's not an infinite number and we've been doing this for thousands of years, at what point is there going to be no demons left? There should be a decrease in the number of demons there are rather than an increase at this point in time statistically. Do you see where we are? So Maybe. it makes me how many, how many of those are made up? How many, what percentage of the exorcisms they get called out to perform is someone who's just spent a couple of hours at the Renfest on a Sunday dressed up <laughs> as a character from a computer game and has obviously lost their marbles? It's clearly insane. There you go. So I wonder, there doesn't seem to be a correlation. There should not be more demons. There should, in fact, be less in theory. I shall give you two points for being informative. I got two points. Nice, and <clears throat> interesting. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? I have a new web series that follows queer ghost hunters in Ohio. Queer yep. ghost hunters? Mm -hmm. As in homosexual ghost hunters? Uh -huh. I thought I'd misheard. Okay. I'm embracing the idea. <laughs> Suppose we could venture into the past, catch up with LGBTQ people of decades or centuries ago, and have a chat with them about their lives. Imagine what hidden historical gems might be discovered, and what amazing contributions uncovered, and what pointed realities unearthed. Finding these apparitions is what the new show, Queer Ghost Hunters, is all about. The series tracks the adventures of Stonewall Columbus Queer Ghost Hunters in Ohio, the first known group of its kind, according to creator Stu Maddox. The group selects sites that show evidence of queer people having been there, Maddox explained. They do research before heading out to these places. Along with the quest for poltergeists, there's also LGBTQ history weaved in throughout the series. One of the first locations Maddox explored with the group was the infamous Ohio State Reformatory, the prison used to film Shawshank Redemption. Early 20th century records uncovered by the ghost hunting group's investigators found scores of gay men were incarcerated there on sodomy charges, and the notorious jail is rumored to be haunted by the anguished souls of its inmates. Some of these young men died in custody there, Maddox said, signifying this would be a likely location to find their ghosts. Members of the Stonewall Columbus Queer Ghost Hunters approached their missions with a mix of curiosity and whimsy, Maddox noted. The quest for these otherworldly spirits can also be fun, Joe Applebaum, the show's co-producer and Maddox's husband, noted. It's a perfect combination of real findings and funny moments wrapped into a campy version of ghost hunting shows. And with Halloween just around the corner, Queer Ghost Hunters promises to be a frightfully quirky way to discover our rich and sometimes poignant history with just a touch of chills. It's interesting, of course, mm -hmm. that a lot of historical figures throughout our history have been gay. You could, if you were doing a gay ghost hunting TV series, you could talk with Oscar Wilde. You mm -hmm. could talk to Tchaikovsky. Leonardo da Vinci, we've already mentioned in today's show. Michelangelo. There's a whole collection that you could talk to throughout history. I just thought I'd throw that in there. Wow. I should give you points. You're on four, Michelle. Yay! That brings to the end the round that is Ghosts and Hauntings. We grab our laser pen, we grab our drums and our Geiger meter and rush off into the cornfield in the round that is UFOs and Cryptozoology. Heather, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Green Men and Hairy Beasties? Remember that time when a giant octopus dragged a fairy to its doom off Staten Island? 
That was last week, wasn't it? You're not repeating your stories again, surely. <laughs> a giant octopus yeah. dragged a fairy yeah. off the beach. On that, Staten Island. Yeah. Yes, let's not forget the <laughs> geographical location, because that's all important, isn't it, in that story? Created by artist Joseph Reginelli. Raspberry Jelly? Yes. Is uh, he a friend of Casseroli? <laughs> <laughs> the cast bronze sculpture, which is apparently intended to honor the people who died when a massive cephalopod attacked a steam ferry in 1963, can be found in Battery Park at the southern tip of Manhattan alongside a number of war memorials. Far from being a genuine mark of remembrance, however, this 250-pound monument is actually part of an elaborate hoax, which also includes a fake website, (laughs) a fake TV documentary. If you have a website, then it's not a fake website because you have a website. A fake website would be no website at all, wouldn't it? (laughs) And even fake flyers promoting the Staten Island Ferry Disaster Memorial Museum, which doesn't actually exist either. But they're taking money for tickets as we speak online. There you go. He was asking me all kinds of crazy questions, like if the waters were shark infested. And then the guy said, no. But you know what did happen in the 60s? One of these boats got pulled down by a giant octopus. And the story just rolled off the top of his head and kept on going. The fake moment has so far managed to confuse more than a few people and has even exceeded in leading some to believe that the giant octopus attack actually took place. The giant octopus <laughs> attack yes, of right. Staten Island. Yeah, Release the Kraken. Yep, of 63. Well, let's wait till the show's finished, <laughs> <Sorry>. Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely an experience when you see people who don't know about it, said Reginelli. They get this strange look on their face. They stare out at the water, and then they walk away. Did it have giant tentacles? Yes. Oh, <laughs> we're waiting for the first snort of the night. There's people all over to Europe. Snort. <laughs> in case something comes out. That's right. The so, octopus, the giant octopus giant, of huge. Staten Island. Ginormous. I want to write that book. That sounds like a B movie from the fifties. It does. Yeah. The sort of thing you'd expect Paul Newman to be in. No, yeah. us. Oh, we'd be in it. I'd be happy to do that. Sure. We could play a leg each. We just need to find another five <laughs> actors. How's that? <laughs> a disc-shaped UFO has been filmed by NASA cameras entering the Earth's atmosphere, or so alien enthusiasts believe. The latest sighting of a space activity has been shared online as a large UFO in a disc shape appears to drift by the camera. Uploaded to YouTube by UFO sightings, the craft appears to have an indentation at its rear. Don't we all have an indentation at our rear? Just you. I'm just checking. Just me, is it? <laughs> I'd be perfect if it wasn't for the crack in my bottom. The poster clearly believes it's an out-of-this-world close encounter. Calling the video new NASA uncut footage shows clear UFO. But despite their assertion that it's 100% genuine proof of extraterrestrial visitors, commentators are split. John Michael Stock wrote, It could be anything, including extraterrestrial origins. But doubting, Jan Cutler added, UFOs entering our airspace should be registered and required to pay for a permit or license and be regulated as to flight paths. Wow. I will mention that to them. The next time an alien comes down, 
I'm going to mention alien taxation to them. When we have the first contact and I'm standing there, the door opens, there's a puff of steam, the alien comes walking out of the spacecraft, I'll say, I have a tax form for you. You need to fill in this form. Wow. It is not the first time that enthusiasts have cited NASA's stream for the Earth for its UFO inclusions. In July, critics said that the agency shut down its live International Space Station feed as a mysterious UFO entered the Earth's atmosphere. And earlier this month, it was again accused of an alien cover-up after changing its International Space Station coverage. If you wish to see freeloading aliens coming down here, taking our jobs, stealing our women, you can visit our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Hang on. A strange, inhuman being lacking empathy, a threat to humanity that doesn't pay taxes. Donald Trump. (gasps) Wow. Satire as we live and breathe. Are we allowed to do satire? Sure. Okay, we're doing satire <laughs> on more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. But if Donald Trump is listening, Michelle that said was it. Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, what have you got for me in this round before you get sued? <laughs> I have a UFO resembling the Silver Surfer appeared over ancient Turkish city, sparking rumors the Marvel superhero has flown in. Oh, that's very that's casual, nice. isn't it? Popped in for a cup of tea. Yeah. How's the missus? Has your dog still got problems with worms? How's she? What? I'm just, you know, casual conversation you'd have with your mother. Have another drink of soda, will you? I'm not touching that again. That's repeating on me something terrible. This is a startling moment. A UFO resembling Marvel superhero, the Silver Surfer, appeared in the sky above a major city. The strange object in the sky above the ancient city of Bursa in northwestern Turkey was spotted by motorist Erkin and Halil. Despite their shock, they managed to grab a smartphone and capture the glittering object on camera. The young men can be heard in the clip saying, it goes down, takes a ride in the forest, and then lifts up again. Your Turkish accent's incredible. Unbelievable. Is that southern Turkey or northern Turkey? Northern, obviously. Yeah, I was thinking more. Northwestern. Yeah, I was thinking more Ankara. That's where I was Mm -hmm. going. Yeah, perfect. Mm -hmm. Spot on. Yeah, thanks. And later, as they zoom in on the object, they add, it has legs, too. There There you go. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, Yeah. Turkish accent. Perfect. Their footage quickly went viral when they later uploaded it to social media and video sharing websites, asking if anyone knew what it was. And some who spotted the object was bent in two places, resembling a surfer on a board, speculated it might be the superhero in action. It wouldn't be a very good surfer, would it, if he was bent in two places? That would suggest he's hit the rocks. Yeah. Or he's been dragged off the beach by a giant octopus, no doubt. (laughs) Yes. The Silver Surfer, created by Jack Kirby and scripted by Stan Lee, first appeared in a Fantastic Four comic in 1966, but went on to star in his own comic. The Marvel comic character is a humanoid with metallic skin who travels through space on his surfboard-like craft. Yay. There are so many balloons that you can buy now. We've spoken about this on previous shows. Do you remember there was a Spider-Man UFO traveling over Britain? Mm-hmm. Do you remember we saw a Millennium Falcon recently? Oh, yeah. On the video footage that we mm-hmm. have on our Facebook site. There's so many different types of balloons kids can have now. There'd be no surprise to me if there wasn't a Silver Surfer balloon available. Some little kids let go of the string. It's up in the air. Before you know where you are, Stadler and Waldorf are sat in the car, talking and videoing. Mm. In perfect Turkish, I might add. 
the idea of having a silver surfer flying over Turkey. I shall give points. Michelle is now up to six as we enter the round that is strange and bizarre. It's the round with the stories that are too good not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. Heather, what have you got for me tonight in strange and bizarre? Oh, God, you little devil. Oh, oh. Oh, she's getting angry. Mm. That method acting's really helping. I know. You see the vein in her eye popping out. I know. A naked man. (gasps) A naked man. Drives the wrong way on Highway 111. 111. Tries to kiss an officer. Oh. And then claims God gave him acid. God (laughs) gave him acid. Yep. And did he get away with it? Oh, God, you devil. <laughs> it's the acting. See, you've got all the actions. I wish our listeners could see Brava. the actions Brava. that she's putting into this. She's clenching her fists. She's writhing. Yes. A naked man was arrested late Friday morning after driving the wrong way on Highway 111 in Hamilton County and causing a crash. Oh. The man, Dennis Nixon, also told an officer he loved her. And tried to give her a kiss. I'm glad it was a her, I guess. Yeah. Nixon admitted to taking acid and said God gave it to him because God wanted him to be free, according to the news release. Wouldn't it be funny if there was actually a drug pusher who was giving out drugs behind the dumpsters (laughs) of Kentucky Fried Chicken who told all the drunks and winos and drug addicts that that his name was God? And he was wearing a potato sack and Birkenstocks? Yes, with a long grey beard. (laughs) So if anyone gets stopped and says, where did you get your drugs from? They say, well, God gave them to me. Just gonna write that, that is down. a great alibi. Like Michelle's taking notes. That's potato sack, Birkenstocks. Got it. Long gray beard. Yeah. Okay. We, could, we could rob banks dressed as God. This is where we are. There you go. Who did it? God told me to do it. God gave me the drugs. Yes. Could, that's a great suit. But he never shows up for court, remember? No, we do have this... We have that in as testimony. As, this yep, has happened evidence. on this show. Evidence. Mm-hmm. We have stories where God never turned up. He missed his trial. However, the charges that Nixon gathered during the incident indicate that he might not be free for a while. Nixon is facing three charges of aggravated assault and charges of felony reckless endangerment, driving under the influence, felony vandalism, driving the wrong way, and indecent exposure. Wee, wee. Where did the indecent exposure come along? That's not been mentioned yet. He's naked. Oh, yes, it was talked about at the beginning. You missed that part? I never missed that part. I was focusing (laughs) on the drugs and the God part. I missed the nakedness. What can I say? Deputies first responded around 11.40 a.m. to numerous reports of a vehicle driving erratically. Erotically. (laughs) I was driving erotically in a northwesterly direction Uh, when I saw the accused. Authorities were told the driver at one point had stopped his silver 2005 Mitsubishi Lancer and gotten out naked. Three witnesses said Nixon swerved into traffic going the wrong way and matched their lane changes as their vehicles neared each other. He suspected of he was probably going around 90 miles an hour (laughs) or maybe a little more. Not 88 like last weekend trying to time travel. He collided with Regina Carson's 2008 car. What color was that? 
Uh, I don't know. But I just it was want a, a full picture of things. It's, it's, it's a Dodge Avenger, if that okay. helps. Okay, it'll be but, burnt orange then. Yeah, I'm going with burnt orange. She didn't go to the hospital. When, In my mind, it's burnt orange. When deputies arrived on scene, Nixon was being restrained by numerous bystanders. A deputy on scene stated Nixon was still unclothed <sighs> and making statements about his father and God. The acting's remarkable. I've never known anything like it. It's it's like Robert De Niro's in the room. Yep. And so he finally admitted that he had expressed his romantic interest in the deputy and admitted to consuming some acid that he got from God. I kissed the sheriff, but I never kissed the deputy. I shall give you points for an interesting and strange and bizarre story. You are up to six Glorious points. When have you had the heady heights of six points? When has that ever happened? Never. Never. Probably. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Strange and Bizarre? Billions of fleas with massive penises will be invading bedrooms in South London homes. South London. Yay, South London. My parents are in East London, so my mother's safe. They're safe. Ah, They're safe. They can't jump across the Thames. It's too far for them to jump. They have big penises, huh? Yes. Okay. Billions of them. Billions of fleas. Billions of super fleas with massive penises are expected to invade bedrooms across Southeast London this autumn. Just Southeast London. That's very specific. (laughs) Uh Uh We're just going to pick the Croydon area. It's just going to be Croydon. Maybe we'll go into Bromley a little bit, but mostly Croydon. This new breed of so-called super fleas, which are far bigger than other fleas, will come out of hibernation, according to experts. Wouldn't it be bad if you was one of these super fleas, but your penis was actually quite small? The flea has a penis which is two and a half times the length of its body, the largest genitalia (gasps) relative of any bug. The new flea breed is believed to have come from Europe over the past few years. Rob Simpson of pest control group Basis Prompt said... Fleas, which would usually remain dormant for much longer, became active sooner, leading to a more prolific breeding and therefore a larger population. Pharmacists have reported a surge in sales of flea bright cream. There's a cream for it. Mm-hmm. Apparently, wouldn't it be great if they had a flea that's circus sized? Do you see what I did there? Um. It's all there. A busty model has been bitten on the breasts by a snake, with the reptile later dying what? from silicon poisoning. They don't suck stuff out. The video of the boob attack on Israeli model Orit Fox has gone viral on the internet. The scantily clad, cosmetically enhanced model was being filmed, holding the large snake as it wraps around her leg. But things take a turn for the worse when she bizarrely tries to lick it. When it came near what? her, huh? the gesture appeared to upset the snake. Moments later, the snake aggressively struck at her. The reptile latched onto her right breast in the nipple area. The model screamed and initially tried to yank the snake from her breast. I believe in Israel, the word model is interchangeable with sex worker. But the snake would not let go, even when a man came to her rescue. After several more seconds, the snake eventually let go. Miss Fox reportedly needed a tetanus shot, but it was the snake who came off worst. The reptile is said to have later died from silicon poisoning. I don't get it. How's that even possible? I don't think it is. Fangs administer venom. They don't absorb, do they? They don't suck it up. I looked up the symptoms of silicon poisoning. Okay, go on. So your snake, you've got a snake lying there. 
you think, I'll have a look at the snake. We'll diagnose whether it's got silicon poisoning or not. Fatigue. Does your snake look tired? <laughs> oh, Michelle's gone. It's always tired. Go on. Memory loss. I didn't know it knew anything. Go exactly. On. I mean, what's the snake remembering here? Where it lives? Where it left its car keys? Symptoms of silicon poisoning. Hair loss. <laughs> Was it a hairy snake or a smooth snake? Snakes <laughs> Wow. I wish I could take a picture of your face, Miss Morris. <laughs> Other symptoms of silicon poisoning. Aching limbs. <laughs> this snake does not have aching limbs. Finally, symptoms yeah. of silicon poisoning. Hot flushes and a fever. Cold-blooded animal. I don't understand how you could tell if a snake has fatigue, memory loss, hair loss, aching limbs, and hot flushes. I find quite remarkable. Do you have silicone poisoning? <laughs> <laughs> I just question. Just a question. None of my limbs are currently aching, but I have forgotten to give you an extra two points. You're now back down to four. We now slither into the final round of the evening, which means you have now accessed us on our archives on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or SoundCloud. Please tell your friends and family about the show and share the links on your Facebook site. This is the round called Not For Your Mother. If your mother's of a nervous disposition, if there's minors in the room, they need to be removed. These are the stories from around the world this week that contain innuendo and stories of filth and smut and hilarity. <laughs> Oh, Michelle's gone again. <laughs> Golden Ramsay reveals he was stung by a jellyfish on his penis on a relaxing family holiday. Oh, you leave him alone. Surely proof, if needed, that God does in fact actually leave exist. Leave him alone, I love him. Golden Ramsay is famed for his foul mouth and it's likely he swore a lot during one painful moment. I still love him. The celebrity chef has revealed he was stung by a jellyfish on his penis during a relaxing family holiday in Sardinia, which left him with a nasty scar. Do sardines come from there? Just a one-inch scar, unfortunately. Do sardines <laughs> one inch. come from Sardinia? But I love him still. According to the Daily Star, the father of four said, F in hell it hurt. <laughs> I couldn't even wee on it. It left a How real mark. How down. would you? How could you pee on your Do own you wiener? backwards? You could. Do you backsplash? You could. <laughs> Embrace the idea of the fountain if you laid on your back and kind of. <laughs> or, here's the thing you could wee into a receptacle. Yeah. You could wee into a bottle or someone's cupped hands. Oh, I was expecting it kind of like, you know, a rubber animal. Like the. You're weeing into a rubber animal. Like a balloon animal. <laughs> you can just kind of bend it around kind of and around and around. If you could make balloon animals out of your penis. <laughs> You need to be in the circus. Can you imagine? It's your honeymoon. Look, I made a snake. <laughs> be one of those spitting cobras you read so much about. It's your honeymoon. You're chased. Oh, Michelle, if we get a snow, everyone around the world's drinking a shot. You know that. She just did. You missed it. Oh, I missed it. I'll have to listen in our archives. Can you imagine? You're in bed. It's your honeymoon. Your brand new husband is standing at the bathroom door. With his red clown shoes on. 
red nose. Shirley married him because his feet were so large. He's standing there in the glow of the bathroom light in silhouette. With one or two swift mercurial actions. He's made a giraffe. How impressive is that? Look, I'll do you a camel. My humps. Fantastic. My, humps. My lovely lady humps. It's very impressive. But Gordon is not the only star to be left in agony after being stung by a jellyfish in the sea. Bear Grylls had Spice Girl Mel B wee on him to relieve a painful sting on his hand during an episode of Running Wild. People would pay for that, I'm sure. What? Hang on. Bear Grylls? Why can't he pee on, on his, his own, own hand? hand. Mm-hmm. I see what we've done it's there. It's the pH levels. Melry... <laughs> Maybe he didn't have to pee. Yeah, oh, that's true. He perhaps didn't have enough. Mm. Mel recalled how in films, if someone gets stung by a jellyfish, you have to pee on them. And asked the injured bear, do you need me to pee on you? Bear told the camera that Mel's kindly offered two or three times to provide some <laughs> urine. She's uh, actually infused about the idea. Let me do it. Come on. Come can on, I do it just on. once? I'm actually getting to can the stage where I'm going to take her up on this offer, he says. At first, she struggled to get any out and suffered with stage fright. But eventually she was fine. To pee on demand when someone's in pain is very difficult, she later said. To pee on demand when someone is in pain. It's important to have hobbies and interests, right? But although the presenter later revealed it helped a little, it wasn't the miracle cure he had hoped for. I hear that rubbing your breasts on a jellyfish <laughs> sting is actually quite effective. I'd have used that if I was Gordon Ramsay. Uh, Do you know that's an urban legend? Weeing. What, rubbing your breasts? Rubbing your breasts against a sting. Weeing on someone's jellyfish sting is an urban legend. It doesn't do any good. It's completely irrelevant. I just thought I'd share that with everybody. Uh, Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? A woman decides to quit her job to breastfeed her boyfriend. Ooh. What? Give me some more of that soda. <laughs> a Georgia bartender took time off from her job to breastfeed her boyfriend every two hours. What? That's ridiculous. Jennifer Mulford said she hopes to create a magical bond that only breastfeeding can achieve. Yes, but that's with your baby. Yes. Because Mulford had not breastfed since having a baby 20 years ago, she dry feeds and pumps her breasts every two hours oh. so she will start lactating. That's like evaporated milk or oh, powdered milk powdered milk powdered milk that's not good <laughs> you have little oh, that's you have little dust pumes coming from <gasps> like your boobs you're running and it's just like a cloud of chalk dust <laughs> <laughs> like playing in a tennis match it's like clapping two erasers together <laughs> oh no <laughs> That's unlike you to be funny. <laughs> Mulford read about the phenomenon while on a website, and while single, she said she was hooked. She's single, is she? Just picked some random guy off the street and said, there you go. Oh, we'll get to that. Is it 2%? Ooh. I think it's whole. Whole. <laughs> Squirt some on me cornflake, sweetheart. You have some cream in your oh, tea? Oh, that was on Little Britain. I've made you a rice pudding. <laughs> It's I want bitty. Bitty. <laughs> bitty. That's bitty. terrible. 
Not good. When I read about the bond breastfeeding could create between two people, I was envious, Mulford recalls. That's in a mother book. I know. Don't I, give it all to Junior. Save some for the rest of us. Uh, I have <laughs> I have always enjoyed my breasts being touched during sex more than anything else, so I knew I would enjoy it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Really? Too much information. So she began searching for a man in her area interested in it. What she posted on Craigslist. Yep. Man wanted to try and lactate to. When I read about the pure joy it brought others, I was desperate to seek out a partner to share an emotional bond with, she explained. At first, her search was not successful. I used dating sites, put messages on ABR forums, and even put an advert on Craigslist. She needs to go to the Renfest. She'd have found yeah. someone there. But I drew a blank. I started to think I would never get to try adult breastfeeding. Wow. But it turned out the right man was closer than she could have realized. It was her dad. (laughs) Oh. Her brother. No. No. That's disgusting too. One night she brought up the topic with an old boyfriend. We were talking and Brad told me he had a thing for big-breasted women and that size had always been a factor in his relationships. I thought it was the perfect time to bring up adult breastfeeding and see if he'd be interested, said Mulford. Leeson was immediately excited, and eventually their feelings for each other blossomed into something more. At that moment, I knew I had found a partner for life, she said. According to Reddit, they're not the only couple into breastfeeding. A woman revealed in a 2012 Reddit thread that she and her boyfriend engage in the act, explaining it is not infantilism and that it is both sexual and emotional for her boyfriend. To each their own, she wrote, but there are far stranger fetishes out there. See, there's really? someone. Yes, you could be weeing on people's hands, apparently. There's someone for everyone. See where we are? Oh, brings me It brings me a glow of warmth to think that there's somebody for everybody. Miss Morris, what have you got for me <laughs> in the round of Not For Your Mother? Well, a group of fishermen on an offshore charter near Tampa, no, they weren't looking for an octopus, have made a gruesome discovery after catching a large yellowfin tuna. Uh-oh. After 33-year-old Jerry Masterson landed the tuna which weighed in at just over 80 pounds, his delight turned to horror soon after he began filleting this fish on board. What's it eaten? Come on. What did he find? It had been an unusually quiet day. (laughs) Nelson Mandela? I'm going with Nelson Mandela. (laughs) We were convinced we were just going to have one of those days when the fish don't bite. That's Bella Lugosi, I could swear. And then I felt a big dog on my line. No, that's the count from Sesame Street. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Masterson's friend gathered around and cheered him on as he fought the tuna. (laughs) I fought the tuna. (laughs) And the tuna won. (laughs) Tuna won. (laughs) Our luck had finally turned. I could tell by its strength it was a vegan. A vegan. (laughs) Wow, look at the strain. (laughs) It was a vegan. It was a vegan. <laughs> we were all pretty pleased with our finally hooking something decent. <laughs> it was a a <laughs> However, the group's elation turned to shock after Mr. Masterson made the decision to fillet the fish on board. I had just made a cut. 
behind the fish's head. I've given up. I think Germany. Now I'm going Germany. I can't decide if it's German or Austrian. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that too. Was it the border towns? I was thinking Vienna or Cologne. I couldn't make my mind up. And through its belly, running the knife down along its spine. <laughs> Crikey, we've gone right trip round <laughs> Europe here, haven't we? We started in South Africa, went up through Eastern Europe, got through Bavaria. Yep. We're now in the low countries. I'm guessing Belgium. <laughs> My first reaction was one of disgust. <laughs> because there was a terrible smell of decomposing meat coming from the fish's stomach. <laughs> I've Portugal. Portugal. <laughs> I was thinking Iberian Peninsula. <laughs> Mr. Masterson recalls how he peeled back the flesh before making a terrible <laughs> discovery. Oh, God. <laughs> Why did you look at me when you said when he peeled back the flesh? Stop looking at me. <laughs> no way. She said, and then he peeled back the flesh. Miss Michelle Case. There's a sack. Inside the vicious stomach was an awful sight. Is this going on much longer? How much more have you got of this? There was no mistaking. I was looking at a man's penis and testicle. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay's got them missing if he wants to post them on. There was a man's testicles. Testically. Testically. Inside a tuna. Inside a tuna. No, don't do it. No, don't do it's it. It's coming up. Uh-oh. I've been operating fishing charters for 20 years. And I've seen some strange things, but nothing. Nothing like these. <laughs> it's almost like an Irishman that's got one mother who's Polish. <laughs> and the other one is a pirate. There you go. That'd be one of those Irish pirate fishermen you read so much about. The group. Top of the morning to you. <laughs> the group decided to return to shore immediately and delivered their gruesome catch to the authorities who are currently investigating. One source familiar with the matter, who declined to make a familiar formal with statement, with the matter. said it is a possible murder victim that was a possible one yeah. that was mm -hmm. dumped off of Tampa Bay, and the fish could have eaten his genitals. Despite the shocking incident, Mr. Masterson has no plans to give up fishing altogether, although he says it will be, it'll be some time <laughs> That's just constipation now. That's a straight. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Have another shot, everybody. I'll definitely be nervous the next time I fillet the old fish and peel back the skin. Fraggle rock. <laughs> I don't understand. When you gut a fish, you're not actually going through the guts, are you? You want to take it all out without it being split. Yes, but he opened up the stomach sack, apparently, and found a penis and testicle. A penis and testicle. Yes. Someone's going to have to rip. What color were they? Red, raw. Red, raw. <laughs> so We're looking for a black one or a white one. What are we looking at here? So now you have to remember that the penis and testicle mm -hmm. were found inside a tuna. Yes. Ding! Inappropriate bell. Don't you get it? Inside no. a tuna, a tuna vagina. Oh, tuna, 
Vagina. 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 What's wrong with you two? Have you both been drinking? Hatuna Matata. <laughs> Let's <laughs> calm the whole thing up. <laughs> and that brings to an end the round that was not for your mother. Oi! Arg. <laughs> well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery is Heather Morris, who finally ended up on four points. But in resplendent first place with the $33,000 IR camera for being sick in the corner of the room mm. is Michelle, who scored a nice rounded six yay do not fear listener remember we are back with a whole new bunch of poisoning next week at the same time <laughs> oh, boy. and i would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of flea penises smooth and hairy snakes strange intriguing bizarre and weird with giant octopuses please tell your <laughs> friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my facebook site more questions and answers with adrian lee or you can also join my twitter Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. And remember, we now have an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show that we put in our archives that we can't possibly read out live on air in a round called Not For Your Mother. If you go to soundcloud.com and search for MQ. TA Radio. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Yaton Drainer, Michelle Corey, and Nathan Bush, and all of the International Paranormal Society in Paranormal.net, and all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. And also remember that my book, The Mysterious Midwest Unwrapping Urban Legends and Ghostly Tales from the Dead, is available today on Amazon. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember, be interested and interesting. Good night.